Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. This episode is sponsored by Goalie Gummies, a perfect addition to your wellness routine. Are you looking for a delicious way to support your overall health? Goalie ACV gummies are made with vitamin B9 and B12 to help support healthy nutrient metabolism and immune function. I have partnered with Goalie to give all of my listeners 20% off and free shipping. Use my coupon code at checkout, the gratitude chick, all one word, to take advantage of this offer. Their website is www.goli.com. That is www.goli.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick for Facebook and Instagram, at Babes Who Manifest Podcast for Facebook and Instagram, at Babes Who Manifest for TikTok, and Gratitude underscore Chick for Twitter. To another episode of your reading corner with the gratitude chick so as you guys know um, we did finish the science of getting rich um, Tuesday so I hope that you guys loved that book I know that last episode was pretty long I know so if you didn't um, make it all the way through I did explain at the end what that certain way is that he mentioned throughout the book and just simply because the book was written in another era and a lot of times the language is kind of um convoluted so I did explain it kind of in layman's terms or in today's terms what that certain way was but if you didn't listen to it I think I'm gonna do a manifesting Monday episode on the certain way so look out for that So today, as I promised you guys, we're going to go back to the book we were reading before, The Science of Getting Rich. And the only reason why I stopped is because it's it's not so long for me to read, but it's it's long for the podcast. So I kind of wanted to break it up um, just so that it doesn't just seem monotonous. Oh my gosh, we're still reading this book. You know what I mean? So we left off and we had completed chapter four. Remember, these chapters are really long, like just stupidly long for no reason. So um, we are here in chapter five. I am going to try to see how long. Yeah, see, this chapter is 36 pages. So again, this will be another about three episodes just to finish chapter five. And that is why we moved on. But... I am committed to finishing this book this time. Okay, so chapter five, The Wonders of the Disciplined Imagination. And the only reason why I even said I'm going to come back is because this is a book by Dr. Joseph Murphy. And you guys, I'm sure by now know that, because I quote him a lot, that he is my favorite of these quote-unquote new thought authors from the, you know, the... 50, 60, 100 years ago. So that is the reason why um, I am going to finish this book because he wrote it. 
and it's a, and it's a really good book. It's just why are the chapters so long? Why? Why? Okay. Imagination is the genesis of all action. It's the mighty instrument used by scientists, artists, inventors, architects, and mystics. We are talking about disciplined, controlled, directed imagination. To imagine is to conceive something to impress it on your subconscious mind. Whatever is impressed on the subconscious is expressed on the screen of space as form, function, experience, and event. If you wish to be successful, you must first imagine yourself to be successful. If you wish to be wealthy, you must first imagine yourself as wealthy. And I'm not going to talk a lot. I know I always say that, but I just wanted to stop here and say this book goes hand in hand, or at least this chapter is, is literally leaving off where we left off with the science of getting rich because the certain way incorporated what? Imagination. So I just wanted to kind of say that. Okay, controlled imagination is one of the primal faculties of humankind. It has the power to project and clothe your ideas, giving you, giving them visibility on the screen of space. The human being is a spiritually awakened being who knows the power of controlled imagination. When we age, we gain wisdom and knowledge of the laws of mind. Age is not the flight of years. It is the dawn of wisdom. That is deep. When the world says it is impossible, it can't be done, the person with imagination says it's already done. Imagination can penetrate the depths of reality and reveal the secrets of nature. A great industrialist told me one time how he started in a small store. He said, I used to dream of a large corporation with branches all over the country. He added that regularly and systematically, he pictured in his mind the great buildings, offices, factories, and stores, knowing that through the alchemy of the mind, he could weave the fabric out of which his dreams would be clothed. He prospered and began to attract to himself by the universal law of attraction, the ideas, personnel, friends, money, and everything needed for the development of his ideal. Just like a seed that dies in the ground bequeaths its energy to another form of itself, by subjective wisdom, it extracts from the soil everything needed for its development. When it, com- when it comes above the ground by a process of photosynthesis, it attracts from the atmosphere and the radiation of the sun all things necessary for its development. So this man truly exercised and cultivated his imagination and lived with these mental patterns of mind until imagination clothed them in form. I liked particularly one comment that he made. It is just as easy to imagine yourself successful as it is to imagine failure. And it's far more interesting. People who have visions, images, and ideals in their minds know that there is a creative power that responds to these mental pictures. The mental images we hold are developed in feeling. It is wisely said that all our senses are modifications of the one sense feeling. Judge Thomas Troworth, the 19th century psychologist who wrote the imitable textbook on the laws of mind said, feeling is the law. The law is the feeling. Feeling is the foundation head of power. We must charge our mental pictures with feeling in order to get results. Perhaps as you read this, you have a dream, an ideal, a plan, a purpose that you would like to accomplish. But friends, colleagues, and others tell you that it cannot be done. 
You may even say to yourself, who do you think you are? You can't do that. You don't know enough. You haven't the right contacts. Well, you have the right contact. It is the God presence within you that gave you the idea. The same God presence can bring it to pass in divine order through divine love. Perhaps other thoughts come into your mind that scoffs at your plan or ambition. Opposition sets in. The way to handle the opposition in your mind is to detach your attention from the evidence of the senses and the appearance of things and begin to think clearly and with interest about your goal or objective. When your mind is engaged on your goal or or objective, you are using the creative law of your mind and it will come to pass. Lift your ideal or desire up in consciousness. Exalt it. Commit yourself wholeheartedly to it. Praise it. Give your attention, love, and devotion to your ideal. As you continue to do this, all the fearful thoughts will make obeisance to your exalted state of mind. They will love their power and disappear from your mind. Through your faculty to imagine the end result, you have control over any circumstance or condition. If you wish to bring about the realization of of any wish, desire, ideal, or plan, form a mental picture of fulfillment in your mind. I really feel like he is explaining more in depth and more in layman's terms what we learned in the science of getting rich. I literally feel like this chapter is an explanation of the whole book of the science of, of the certain way, you know, what he kept talking about in the, uh, of, you know, the certain way. Constantly imagine the reality of your desire. In this way, you will actually compel it into being. What you imagine as true already exists in the next dimension of your of mind. If you remain faithful to your ideal, it will one day objectify itself. The master architect within you will project on the screen of visibility what you impress on your mind. An actor told me one time that at the beginning of his career, he was mediocre. Oh, he had small parts, but he learned the powers of his subconscious mind. Every night, he played the role of what he wanted to be in his imagination. He practiced it over and over again for 15 minutes every night, exalting the power of the spirit within him. He created a pattern in his subconscious mind and the nature of the subconscious being being compulsive, he reached the heights in his profession. 15 minutes every night regularly and systematically, he ran that movie in his mind. He was the imaginer, yes, and he was seeing a premiere created in his own mind. He knew the power of the Almighty would back him up. It came to pass. Your imagination goes before you. It precedes your experience and manifestation. Now, and even in saying that, I I would like to stress that you make sure that what you are imagining, what your most dominant thoughts are, coincide with what it is that you want. You can't say, I want a house, but your imagination and your most dominant thoughts are telling you that you don't have the credit for it, that you don't have the down payment or whatever. It is a contradictory. And what is going to win out, it's what the dominant thoughts. That's what's going to win out. So you can have as strong a desire as you want for whatever it is that you want. But if your most dominant thoughts and your imagination are contradictory to what it is that you're saying, what is going to win out is what's in your mind, not what, not your desire. 
So you have to make sure that you practice. Everything is a muscle. That I want to describe everything as a muscle. It's just simply because we know that in order to grow our muscles, we have to exercise them, right? So I'm going to, I always describe things as muscles just because we can understand what that means. So your imagination is a muscle. And in order for you to use it as designed, you have to exercise. You have to practice. And like I tell my niece, practice makes perfect. In order for you to get from point A to point B with your imagination, you have to practice in between. In order in order for you to get to where he says... Your imagination goes before you. It precedes your experience and manifestation. You know that it precedes your experience and your manifestation. But what are you imagining? What are you allowing to propel through your mind as your most dominant thought? What image do you have? You have to practice these things. These are not things that, because, because listen, because of the lives that we lead, and the things that we have allowed to run through our minds, the negativity, we don't have the ability, and maybe I shouldn't say in terms of we, I'll speak for myself. I don't have the ability at all times to just say it and it's done. I don't. There are some things I can do that with because I have had no training um, contra. You know, there, there's been no war in place for that particular thing. So if I say it is done, whatever. And there's never been a war in my mind over it. That's why. But if there's ever been a war in your mind over something, two varying thoughts, what you desire and what you have been taught all of your life, then that is something that you have to practice at. And this is where, um, as far as your imagination is concerned, you have to practice building that muscle, that imagination muscle, so that when you image it on your mind, it is done. And there are no war. There are no wars going on. That is something that you have to practice. That you have to have an arsenal for. Because I'm going to be very honest and very blunt here. At most of our ages, I'm 46. So at my age of 46, I am working against decades of things that have been warring in my mind. And as an, as a result, I have to have an arsenal. To, to, to not only stop the war, but to turn around the negative things that have been in my mind for decades. So if you're starting now at 40, at 30, you have to combat some things. And if it's worth it to you, then you start now and start practicing on imagining the life that you want. And this is why we're doing the weekly affirmations because the affirmations are here to help us build different assumptions and beliefs about our lives. And that is the purpose of affirming statements, affirmations. It is to help us change the thoughts and the most dominant thoughts in our minds. So I just wanted to say that part because while this seems um, very good, it is, it is awesome to me just to even read those words. But had I read this even five years ago, I'd have closed the book because I know in my mind, my mind was too much and I didn't know how to even get to point A, let alone to point B.
So I did, I did want to just stop and explain that, at least from my point of view. Okay. A young actress who is very successful told me that every night she runs a mental movie of herself dramatizing a certain role. She keeps running it and experiencing it in her imagination over and over again for five or six minutes every night. She places a foundation under her dreams. It's all right to build castles in the air, but be sure you get a foundation under them. Exactly. And that movie that she runs has paid dividends. Robbie Wright, a member of my radio staff, recently won a prize in a dragster race. He said that he psyched himself up before the race. He imagined his brother congratulating him. He imagined himself winning and receiving congratulations from his friends. He felt a supreme power controlling him in the race. Something came over him. That supernormal power responded to the image in his mind of victory, of triumph, of winning. The person who constantly fails has an image of failure. Oh yes, you can use your imagination two ways. Of course you can use any faculty two ways. The person who is chronically ill and always complaining is the person who is an image of ill health and weakness. Whenever you imagine illness or failure, your subconscious mind creates accordingly. It has been discovered that many people who constantly fail have an image of failure in their mind and the subconscious responds accordingly. Have an image of success. You are born to win, to succeed. Alcoholics know that if they use willpower or try to force themselves to give up alcohol, it drives them further to drink. Mental coercion, force, willpower won't get you anywhere. But when they contemplate sobriety and peace of mind and imagine themselves free and back and back at work, doing what they love to do, knowing that an almighty power is backing up their mental picture, they free themselves of the habit and are healed. I wonder if that works the same for weight loss. I had, I've never thought about that because the mental picture I always see of myself, not always, like I, I do believe there's a difference between imagination like a visualizing and daydreaming um i am a great daydreamer like like facts i'm I'm fantastic um i am on my way to being a great um, you know visualizer so in my daydreams i see i i see myself different than i am now but i never thought i'm sorry i'm really you know how you You're trying to see something in your mind and you're speaking out loud. That's what I'm doing. So I'm going to keep reading. Walt Whitman had a marvelous imagination. He said, when the mist filled the valleys, he looked upon the mountaintops. And when the mountain and darkness disappeared, he fixed his gaze upon the stars. Imagination can carry you to tremendous heights or carry you to the lowest depths. Go beyond the mist and fog of doubt fear, and anxiety, and get a vision of spiritual reality. A vision is what you are looking at, what you are gazing at, what you are focused upon, what you are giving attention to. Did you guys hear that? So we're gonna, we're gonna go back, and I'm gonna read all of that again. Go beyond the mist and fog of doubt, fear, and anxiety, and get a vision of spiritual reality. A vision is what you are looking at, what you're gazing at, what you're focused upon, and what you are giving attention to. That is deep, guys. 
go back in your mind and and just you know start taking notes of the things that are your most dominant thoughts that's your vision that is what your attention is focused to and and what is the quote energy goes where energy energy flows where attention goes right so if you are giving all of your attention and your dominant thoughts are on you have to work hard for your money and um money doesn't grow on trees and um you're being you being broken because i i see i hear so many people or even read things when you're on you know instagram or whatever social media and they see these celebrities and they have all this money and buy all these things and people say things like i i'm crying and broke and things like that it's just the craziest things like you do you not realize how much power you have in your in your words and in your thoughts you're literally telling people that you are poor as you watch someone who is rich is that not the craziest thing to you because it is to me like why are you doing this why even put it in the atmosphere like i don't understand people watch your words watch your words it it, it boggles my mind sometimes um that's where you are going to go in life if you look at the top of the mountain and say i'm going to go there you will but if you say i'm old i might get blisters it's tiresome you won't go to the top of the mountain but you will go to the top of the mountain if that's where your vision is You realize also the benevolent forces and the invisible presence within you will lead you and assist you in the realization of your dreams. In your journey through life, however difficult it may be, remember there is a holy place within you, the sanctuary of God, where you can feel your kinship with the one who forever is the one alone who lives in the hearts of all of us. Through the power of your imagination, you can release the flower of love and beauty from your heart. Imagination is the workshop of God. A a workshop is where raw materials are transformed, manufactured, produced into useful objects and instruments. Likewise, our imaginations are workshops where ideas, opinions, and concepts are transformed, manufactured, and produced as conditions, circumstances, and events in our daily lives. As we imagine, so will we become. And so will be accomplished, achieve, and possess, and know, experience. When we consider for a moment all that we see and find useful and practical in our daily lives has come forth from the imaginative faculties of men and women. The clothing we wear, cars we drive, seats upon which we rest, buildings in which we meet homes, hotels, roads and plains, all these and more were first conceived as ideas in the imaginative faculties of the minds of human beings. Yes, all the great paintings and statues and products of inspired imagination, as you know. Your imagination pictures the ideal, and it is the ideals that lead humankind onward, upward, and Godward. Where is the beautiful Madonna depicted on the screen of space or on the canvas? Doesn't it exist in the mind of the disciplined artist? In the golden age of Greece, that's 2,600 years ago or more, the Grecians used the law of mind and imagination. Yes, they knew the power of disciplined, controlled imagination, the workshop of the infinite. And mothers who were pregnant 
What did they do about it? They surrounded themselves with beautiful pictures and statuary in order that unborn children might receive from each mother's mind pictures of health, beauty, symmetry, order, and proportion. Because the mothers would gaze on these beautiful statues and all that, and the child would be born in the likeness of beauty, order, symmetry, and proportion. I would like to say this, that I know he referenced the Grecians from 2,600 years ago, but I would also like to say this caveat. A lot of things that these ancient worlds learned came from Africa. They, Africans, were the teacher. So I just want to say this, while he's pointing to the Grecians, I'm going to point it all the way back to Africa. So that's all I'm going to say. And I'm not going to tussle with anybody about that fact. Thank you. Simple, isn't it? Of course it's simple. All the great truths of life are simple. There's the old fable about the Persian prince who had a crooked back, who couldn't stand up straight, and he he engaged a skillful sculptor, requesting him to make a statue of himself, true to his likeness in all ways, but, he said, I want you to make the statue so that my back is as straight as an arrow. I wish to see myself as I ought to be and as God wants me to be. Well, the sculptor completed it. He said, now place it in a secret corner in the gardens. The sculptor did, and every day, regularly and systematically, two or three times a day, he would come out and meditate upon the statue, look upon it longingly with faith and confidence that someday his back will be straight like that statue. He paid attention to the straight back, the uplifted head, and the beautiful brow. Weeks went by, months, months, yes, two years went by, but the people began to say the prince's back is no longer crooked. He stands up straight like a nobleman, yes, and the prince went out, the fable says, into the garden, and behold, it was true. His back was as straight as a statue. Beautiful, yes, he is looking at it, gazing at it, his vision of a straight back. Wonders began to happen as you imagine you are now what you long to be. Play the role over and over again. You will become that. In order to receive, you must first conceive or picture your desire. Picture the reality of it. Some years ago, I met a young man who had been drafted into the army and was bemoaning that his plan to become a doctor had been thwarted. I told him, picture yourself as a doctor. See the end. Live in the feeling of the wish fulfilled. See the end. Okay, you have a diploma from a fine medical school telling that you are now a physician and surgeon. Look at it, picture the mind, picture the end, wake up, use the laws of your mind. I explained the laws of his mind to him in five minutes. While being a medical student, having pre-med, he understood he had a mind and he began to do that. Some time later, the army sent him to medical college and today he is a doctor. He saw the end. Having seen the end, you will the means for the realization of the end. So if you are in your mind and you live in the feeling of the wish fulfilled, you are living in the end. Okay? And you've seen the end. You then will the means. You will it to happen. You will the means for the realization of that end. Guys, we must practice imagination. We must, um, not imagination, we must practice imagining 
visualizing, seeing, and living in our minds where we want to be. We must. And I am going to say we we have to start by giving ourselves the time to do this. Think on your life and where you have a few minutes each day. And, that, and that's the thing about this. It doesn't take hours and hours of classwork and things. It is you by yourself a few minutes each day. So think on when you have a few minutes alone, just undisturbed by yourself once or twice a day. Carve out 10 to 15 minutes once or twice a day. Use that time to start practicing imagining. Now, before you start practicing imagining, find out, get clear and concise on what it is that you're imagining so that there is not a war in your mind over it. Figure it out what it is that you want. If you want a new house, sculpt that house. You know, put the clear picture of the house in your mind. If you have to go on Zillow to find that house to get that clear picture, to take the tour in the house on Zillow, do it. I don't get paid by Zillow, by the way. I just use it. (laughs) If you want a new car, go and find that car. Go through it. You know, most of these dealerships now are online and they have that 360 view where you can go through the car and everything. Even if you have to go and test drive that car, do it and get that mental picture in your mind and start imagining yourself in the car driving around the city. You know, if you want um, a certain amount of money, get clear and concise about the dollar amount. And then I would add a caveat and to say, write your intention behind that money. Because to me, it is more powerful when you have an intention, a set reason for that money. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you have a set reason for the money in your imagination, you can go and spend the money in your imagination, right? If I want, uh, let's see, a million dollars, right? What what will I do with that million dollars? In my mind, I'm going to give some money to charity, I am going to take my family on a vacation. I'm going to pay off, you know, all of the the companies that I that I that lent me money. I I don't like to say oh that lent me money. I am going to to I don't know um, go travel to. I have a picture of my mind going to South Africa. I'm going to go travel in South Africa. While I'm there, I'm going to go into some villages and you know help the the people of the of the villages, bring them supplies. I want to record my podcast from there while recording for YouTube so you can see the sites. Like, these are things that I want to do. And not just that. Like, I have visions of um, having a Mediterranean vacation where I go to Greece and, and cruise the Mediterranean. Like, I want to go to Mykonos. I have, I can see it in my mind even as I speak on it. Like, I have so many dreams of of going through Europe and um, going to Africa, going to, you know, Morocco. And, like, these are visions that I have in my mind. I want to do this. I want to have a second home 
abroad somewhere, not a second home, like a, a home abroad somewhere in one of these beautiful countries. I do. Like these are things that I hold in my mind, but I don't, I, I have not sustained that image, which is why I don't have it. So it, it is more, it has been up to this time and um, not an imagination, a daydream. So as a result of that, you know, when you're finished daydreaming, it just, you just kind of push it away, right? It doesn't stay lingering. So I am going to make the leap from daydreaming to imagination to visualizing so that I can hold this mental picture in my mind and eventually it will come into my reality, right? So this is something that I definitely want everybody to practice. Everyone who's listening, practice it. Take 15 minutes a day, 15 minutes twice a day, and just sit back. And and why not? It's a relaxing time. Take some deep breaths to relax your body and just sit back and conjure up the mental picture and image. Even if you want to make it a movie and see yourself living in the end, having what you want, And when you are ready to come out of that imagination, do gratitude, you know? Be grateful for this thing that you have. Be grateful that you are in South Africa, whatever, you know, that's my vision. But I am going to come out of that imagination and I am going to do a gratitude rampage, being thankful and grateful for this, for what, how I'm living in the end. I'm 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 traveling to exotic, beautiful places that I've never seen before. I am giving back to the local villages. I am recording my podcast and recording on, you know, for YouTube and showing all this beauty and trying to capture as much as I can. Like, these are things that, you know, I am going to be grateful for and thankful for when I come out of my imagination or visualization, you know? This is something that you can do now to create your life. And I told you guys when I bought my house, I used um, one of the things and the, the power of your subconscious mind to even get here. Because from the day I started looking to the day I closed, it was like 36 days. And to me, and when I hear other stories, I'm just like, wow, really? Because it took me 36 days from the first day that I went out looking for houses to the day that I closed. And it was just simply in, in the process, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's such a, a long and arduous and tedious process. The process for me was great. I sent in my paperwork and that was it. Like, literally, I didn't, I, I wasn't tussling with people. I, that didn't happen for me. So I just want you guys to know that this imagination, what he's saying is real. And I have some things brewing in the next couple weeks that starting today, your girl is about to imagine it all coming to fruition. And I may just do kind of a story time on that when it happens. Hello. Okay. So I'm going to read just a little bit more because we're 34 minutes in and then I'm going to be done. Okay. You know, archaeologists, paleontologists, and others tell us that prehistoric cave dwellers carved pictures on the walls of the caves of the game, the fish, the fowl, or the elephant, or the animal they wanted. And why did they do that? 
they knew instinctively that some power would bring these fish or these animals into their lives so that they could eat that which they pictured in their minds. Primitive, yes, but you see, they intuitively knew the laws of mind and invariably these things happened. The particular animal would come so that they could eat. These are the powers of imagination. They are within you. And I would like to tell you something I read by Dr. Cal Simonton. He is a medical doctor, a cancer specialist. He says, with the aid of relaxation, meditation, even patients considered terminally ill of cancer have recovered if they really wanted to get well. He discussed the role of mind in cancer therapy. This is what he said. I'm giving you some highlights of it because it deals with imagination. I started this process, he's talking about the mind, with my first patient. In addition to medical treatment, I explained what my thinking was. I told this patient through mutual imagery we were going to attempt to affect the disease cancer. He was 61 years old with very extensive throat cancer. He had lost a great deal of weight, could barely swallow his own saliva, and could eat no food. After explaining his disease and the way the radiation worked, I had him relax three times a day, mentally picture his disease. That is, you know, if I show you a picture of the perfect throat and I am a medical doctor, all the cells are in order and everything else. And you are going to picture that in your mind and again and again realizing that there is a defense mechanism within you that is restoring your throat to that perfect pattern. All right? I'm sorry, I'm reading it as it says because it's in quotations. He said, after explaining the disease and the way the radiation works, I had him relax three times a day, mentally picturing the condition, his treatment, and the way his body was interacting with the treatment and the disease so they could better understand his disease and cooperate with what was going on. The t- results were truly amazing. Now he talks about mutual imagery, meaning the doctor is seeing a perfect throat and he is teaching him how to see a perfect throat and realize the power is responding. Hmm. Mutual imagery. Okay. He said, when I explained to my colleagues what I was doing, they said to me jokingly, why do you even bother to turn on the machine? My response was, I just don't know enough yet. That patient is now a year and a half post-treatment with no evidence of cancer in his throat. He also had arthritis and he used the same basic mental process to eliminate that. In other words, picturing yourself as whole, doing what you would do ordinarily, What would you do if you were healed? You say, well, I'd ride horseback, swim, and all that. This same man also had trouble with impotence. He had been impotent for over 20 years. Jesus. Couldn't have relationship with his wife. Oh, he had a wife? And she was okay. It took him 10 days of relaxing and mentally picturing the solution in his mind's eye. He now states he is able to have intercourse two or three times a week. So when he called me and told me about resolving his impotence, I had him explain how he did it, just in case. I should need the techniques later later on in my own life. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to end it here just simply because it's going to go into more and more stories that I'm going to want to read and 
we are already 38 minutes in and I don't want to you know make this make these episodes like burdensome to listen to so um I'm gonna leave it here and I'm going to urge you guys to try this concept try it tonight before you go to sleep I'm gonna do it um I have a, a, a bad habit of reading or listening to audiobooks right before I go to bed. So I am going to do my best, maybe my best, I'm going to make a decision to stop doing that right before I go to bed, cut it off and start doing, you know, these things before, you know, I go to bed so that what's going on into my mind, because I read about, you know, the fiction books I read should not be be anything I go to sleep on, right? Um, so I am definitely going to try this tonight because I got some stuff brewing tomorrow and on Monday. So I'm gonna need that extra mental oomph. So I'm gonna try this tonight and I urge you guys to try this tonight. You know, try it tonight, try it in the morning. I'm gonna try to make it every night and every morning. I think those are the probably the best times for me. Um, just simply because the house is quiet and, um, not even just because the house is quiet, but, um, I have read many things that whatever you do on your way to sleep goes into your subconscious mind. So I want to do this right before I go to sleep and then right when I wake up when my mind is more open. So this is something that I'm definitely trying starting today. So, thank you guys so much for tuning in to me today. I am so glad that we decided to pick this book back up. And not just pick it back up, but it really just kind of flows perfectly with the end of The Science of Getting Rich in that certain way, you know? So, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you, your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe and give my podcast five stars. If you have not already, join my Facebook group, Babes Who Manifest.